All right, and welcome back to Spiritual Sticky Notes, where I share the things that stuck with me throughout the week. Well, this week, I just really wanted to step out and just go back into some of my older journals. Um, A friend of mine told me, she was like, you need to go back and look. And I was like, okay, I'll look. And when I did, I opened straight to a page where it asked me, what will you do three and a half years later? And when I looked at the date, it was just over three and a half years. It's almost four now. But it just really stuck out to me, the things that I was saying on the page and the things that I wrote. And, you know, God was just revealing some things to me in that season that I really didn't know he was doing. And in reality, he was preparing me for the season that I'm in now. So I'm just grateful that I was able to just go back and find them. And I'm just going to share a couple of the things that stood out to me um, as I read these. And hopefully you'll be blessed by it. So without further ado, we're going to talk about our spiritual birth plan. All right. So um, as I told you, we're going to talk about our spiritual birth plan. And all this came from Revelation chapter 12 and 13. Um, So we're kind of just going to start with the basics of what really happened. And the short story is there was a woman who was pregnant and giving birth. She cries out to God and she's in so much pain. And this dragon comes down and positions himself in front of her and attempts to take the baby that is about to be born. And the Lord finds a way to save the baby through hiding the mother in the wilderness. Um, And more things happen and you really need to go back and read it and just reflect on it and spend some time with it. A lot of commentaries um, say that this was referring to the coming of Christ and how he was the son who was born to save the world. And that is very much so true. But when I looked at it, I wasn't so focused on the actual child in this instance. It was more so the birth. And I looked at it as... Why did the devil, why did the dragon get in front of her? Why was she giving birth in this situation? Why was she hidden in the wilderness? And I just got really focused on that. So a lot of things came to my mind, but really one question came to my mind and it was who is in charge of our spiritual delivery? Like when I asked my friends, what it's like to give birth. Thank God I've never given birth, but I'm grateful for the opportunity if he gives it to me. So let's not be upset. Um, but I asked him, they're like, it's so painful, but you always forget when the baby's born. I'm just like, well, where's your husband during this? And they're like, oh, he's at my head or he's holding my hand. Or some people are like, he was outside or he was parking the car. They never made it. Um, but I realized that who's in the room and who is there to receive the baby is just as important as the person birthing the baby. And I looked at this as the devil is trying to position himself in a place where he is in front. He is our focus point. He is that one thing that is in front of us as we're trying to birth our spiritual legacy, those dreams, those businesses, those things that God gave us. The devil's trying to position himself in a place where he can catch up them. And if we allow him there, because we invite every person into that room, we choose our doctor, we choose our husband. We If we allow him to be positioned in that place where he has access to our legacy, we 
put ourselves in a place where our legacy can be destroyed and so on and so forth. But the question is, how do we get there? Well, I wrote down a couple of things. It says our destiny is the foundation of the salvation of generations to come. Therefore, we cannot afford a world where we birth our destiny into the devil's hands. So there's a constant battle going on between good and evil, but it's really not fought through the tools of the world, but by the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people are like, well, what do you mean? Well, the devil tries to distract us um, so that we can focus on him rather than focusing on God. And a lot of times we put ourselves in positions where we want to use worldly things to solve godly problems, but we can't do that. Now, before I say this, I want to let you know that always follow the medical advice of professionals. But there are some times like where we're sleepless and we're going through nights where we can't sleep, we can't rest. And God just told me it's it's about meditation and not meds. We have to put our meditation on the word and allow the word to speak louder than any melatonin or any other thing that we could take that would help us to rest because God gives us eternal rest. And then it's I wrote the book instead of a book focus on the word instead of our self-help books and all of those things because that's the one book that continues to speak over and over again even if we see see the same words and then there is a time frame she was hidden in the wilderness for a 1260 days um some other translations say 42 months um It just depends on what you read. But either way, it's a long time. And I wrote down three and a half years. But I wanted to focus on what happens in those three and a half years. Like a majority of the problems and battles we encounter are strategies the enemy designed to distract us from God's promises and plan for our lives. Now, the reason I said is a majority is there are some things we sign up for when we allow our flesh to make decisions for us. There are some problems and battles that we're going to have to deal with simply because we weren't aligned with the Holy Spirit. But we have to regain and focus and to regain means to reestablish something that was once and is no longer present. And if something's no longer present, that means that we have to we have either intentionally or without realizing straight away or taking our spiritual eyes off of God. And when we think of our eyes and we look at the way eyes is used in the scripture, as we know, like scripture can be translated into other things. And the Hebrew word for eyes sometimes is translated for fountain. And when I think about fountain, I think of something that holds water. So our eyes are a receptacle to hold things that reflect So when we fix our eyes on things that are not like God, we're fixing our eyes on things that allow us to represent and reflect things that aren't Christ. And this causes us to remove our own ability for ourselves to reflect him. And if we don't reflect him, what we birth will not please him. And that kind of pulled at my heartstrings. And I was like, well, God, what am I distracted by? What what do we need to do to make sure that we're not focused on ungodly things, but focused on godly things? And it says we're often distracted by four things, power, possession, prestige and people. When we think about those, those are the easiest things for us to focus on because we think if I get this job, if I'm around these people, if I'm doing this thing, I'll have a better life. 
But none of those things are our God. And we have to just refocus and say, hey, none of these things are more important than my father. And as long as I put my father ahead, the people, the the possessions, the prestige, they will follow. And the fact that we get distracted makes it easier for the devil to destroy our destiny because the devil never really stands behind us because if he's behind us, then the thing that we see in front of us is God. So he purposefully positions himself in front of us because he knows that if we can see God, we'll choose God over him and choosing the Lord puts him beneath us. So when we allow ourselves to be distracted by the enemy and we allow him to get in front of us by not focusing on our word, by not reading, we've essentially allowed the enemy to become our leader. And we allow when we allow him to lead and our flesh to lead our decisions and help us make our decisions, we instantly put ourselves in a place for our destiny to again to be birthed into the devil's hands. But the crazy thing is, even when we birth things into the devil's hands, he can't attack us. He can only attack the things that we give him. So he can't take our destinies. But if we allow him to position himself there where he wants it to be, we'll deliver a stillborn destiny, a destiny with no life because the devil doesn't want us to live or our destiny to live because he understands that if the things God put in us never make it out or if they never get birthed into this nation this season that literally will um, allow sin to win. So again, you know, We have to refocus, we have to regain our intensity, and we have to ask ourselves, well, what do we do to regain and refocus our intensity? Well, number one, we have to realize that fear is not real. God did not give us the spirit of fear. He gave us power and love and a sound mind. And if we resonate on that, and I know people say it all the time, but if we understand that we have the power of God through the word of God, then we truly will have it. But the issue is a lot of people say that scripture, but they don't know other ones. And I know that was a little shady, but it's true. Like we have to speak other words over ourselves. And the more word we know, and I struggled with this because I have a horrible memory, but I'm claiming that I'm learning new things. Um, We have to commit the word to memory so that we can use it in times of need. But we cannot use something in our darkest seasons that we didn't learn in our light seasons. Number two, we have to recognize our offspring's potential. Some of us don't believe in the things that God has put in us. Like there's a book in somebody's heart right now that you've had for months and months and months and you've just been holding on to it. And God's like, well, if you just release it, I'll do it. And they have the potential to save lives. That's what we were created for. We were created to worship and we were created to be fishers of men. And there are times when even I myself don't think that what I have or what God has given me is enough. And that's just an attack of the enemy. That's a tactic that the enemy uses. That worthlessness, that sense of I am not enough That is simply because the enemy knows if he can make you feel like you're not enough, you'll never release what God put in you. But this is a season to release for a lot of people. And we don't want to miss that season. 
So recognize that there is a potential for lives to be saved by what you release. Run and accept your wilderness seasons as protection. For me, like coming to Georgia was the worst experience of my life. (laughs) It was just not what I thought it was going to be. It was rough. I struggled. I felt so alone. I felt like people didn't see me. I felt like nobody noticed, like I didn't have a place, like I couldn't find a church. It was just a mess. Like everywhere I went, I felt invisible. But I realized that that was a season where God was developing me. He was trying to tell me, hey, I got this. And now that you're in this situation, I can talk to you because you're not you don't have a thousand people in your ear. You don't have a thousand people asking you to do things. You just by yourself and minding your business. And that's what God needed you to be. So those seasons where you feel alone and lonely and you feel like no one sees you got no one understands what God put in you. You know, you've been called, but you still alone like Trust. God is trying to protect you from the enemy because he knows if you release, like think about what would have happened if that woman would have birthed that baby right in front of that enemy, that child would have never had a chance to grow and, and do what God had called it to do. So understand that premature release is almost certainly putting a death stamp on whatever God put in you. So purposefully take that season. And this for me has literally been almost four years. Take that season of wilderness and use it and and thank God for it because he truly was protecting you and his legacy by putting you in that place. And lastly, remember your testimony. Remember what God brought you through in that wilderness season. Like I can now say he brought me through a season of just loneliness and defeat and stress and and hatred and unworthiness and he brokenness. He brought me through all of that. And now I'm to a place where I am no longer afraid of releasing the things that God gave me. I'm no longer afraid to say God told me because I was literally afraid of that. But until I overcame that fear, God wouldn't let me move to the next season. I was just feeling so alone. So remember your testimony, know what you've been through and don't forget that God brought you through it. And then the last thing I just want to remind you is that when we are in spiritual labor, our pains, our temptations become more frequent and the enemy draws closer. Understand that when you're in a season where the enemy just keeps coming up, that one person keeps texting you and you know, they just bring the devil out of you. They bring all kinds of chaos and they draw things. And when those temptations, those things that you had gotten rid of, that alcohol, that man, that woman, whoever they are that you called yourself getting rid of, they keep popping back up. That is a sign that you're about to go into spiritual labor and you're about to birth something new. And this is your moment to say, okay, I know what it is now. I see it for what it is and not give into the tactics of the enemy and understand that the greatest distress comes before the delivery. So when you are in the greatest piece of turmoil and trust me, friends, I know how it feels. It's not easy when you're in the greatest distress. You're about to birth something that only God could have birthed through you. So just don't give up. Keep the faith and know that 
Everything is happening as long as you believe and refocus on God. I really hope that this was a blessing to you. Um, I look forward to hearing your thoughts and your interpretations, and I cannot wait to share more with you next week. So have a great day. All right, I truly hope that you were blessed by um, something you heard today and that it really did stick with you. And if it did, take some time to um, message us on um, Facebook at Administer Solutions or on Instagram at I Am Administer. And you can also just follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast, or any other podcast website so that you can get updates anytime that we post a new episode and see you next week.